Welcome to Murder Minute. On today's episode, Carl Alfred Eder. But first, your true crime headlines. In Nevada, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police have arrested 38-year-old Carlos Figueroa on suspicion of the murder of 29-year-old Natalie Carbajal. On the 4th of July in 2019, Carbajal's body was found burning in the desert, a mile east of Seven Magic Mountains, 25 miles south of Las Vegas. An autopsy showed that she had been killed by a gunshot wound to the head. Family members said that Carbajal had given birth to a baby girl just a few months before she was murdered. Court records show that the arrest warrant was granted for Carlos Figueroa on July 30, 2019. FBI Las Vegas tweeted, quote, Yesterday, the FBI-led criminal apprehension team arrested Carlos Figueroa on a warrant charging him in connection with a murder that occurred in Las Vegas in July 2019. Figueroa was arrested after a barricade and hostage situation, which required SWAT intervention. End quote. Carlos Figueroa faces charges of murder with a deadly weapon and is being held in the Clark County Detention Center without bail. In Hartford, Connecticut, a former college basketball star at Albertus Magnus College has been murdered. 24-year-old Jacon Walters was fatally shot shortly after noon on Saturday. Friends drove Walters to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. 33-year-old Jason Stone later called the police and confessed to the shooting. Stone turned himself in at the police station where he was arrested. Police said that a firearm was recovered from his vehicle, which is suspected as being the weapon used in the shooting. Surveillance video shows a brief fight between Stone and Walters, followed by the shooting. Jason Stone has been charged with murder. His bond was set at $1 million, and he is due to be arraigned in court on September 21st. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, a double homicide suspect was posing as his brother when he was arrested at a Border Patrol checkpoint. According to state court records, 34-year-old Dakota Outlaw Briscoe was driving his 28-year-old brother Austin Epps' 2004 van and carrying his brother's driver's license when he attempted to drive through a Border Patrol inspection checkpoint on Wednesday. He was then arrested not for his crime, but for his brother's. His brother, it turned out, had a warrant for his own arrest for failing to appear in court in 2019 on a drug charge. Additionally, the driver's license was suspended, and the van's registration had expired. Briscoe was arrested as his brother. Two days later, he was about to be released on $1,500 bond when law enforcement discovered his true identity. Briscoe, a convicted felon, is accused of killing two men in Albuquerque in a dispute over drug money, burning their bodies inside a vehicle, and carjacking a woman at gunpoint to escape. He had been on the run for 11 days. Dakota Briscoe has now been charged with two counts of murder, two counts of attempted armed robbery, six counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, burglary of a vehicle, aggravated burglary, unlawful taking of a motor vehicle, shooting at or from a motor vehicle, and aggravated arson. 
Those are your true crime headlines. Up next, Carl Alfred Eder. But first, a quick break. These are challenging times. So if there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, and you've been thinking about talking to someone, it's time to get BetterHelp. BetterHelp is not a crisis line, and it's not self-help. BetterHelp is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so that you can start communicating in under 48 hours. They have a broad range of expertise available, and the service is available for clients worldwide. Just log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so that you don't ever have to sit in a waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change your counselor if you need to. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Just visit their website and read the testimonials that are posted daily. Like this one, written by a BetterHelp user after counseling with Carrie Luker. Carrie has been amazing. She responds quickly and listens to everything I say. She provides articles and other reading materials that helped me understand my issues. I've definitely seen a change in myself ever since I started. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Murder Minute, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Murder Minute listeners get 10% off your first month when you go to BetterHelp.com slash Murder Minute. That's 10% off your first month when you visit BetterHelp.com slash Murder Minute. Social distancing can get pretty lonely. So now, more than ever, I need my Best Fiends. Best Fiends is the app that engages my brain with challenging but fun puzzle games. The game is simple and fun. The good guys are the bugs and the bad guys are the slugs. Complete the puzzles to defeat the slugs as you travel through the world of Minutia, collecting keys and unlocking new fiends along the way. Like Brittle the Housefly, Edward the Mosquito, Gordon the Scorpion, and my best fiend, Pop the Axolotl. I'm on level 160, and the more I play, the more fun it gets. And with new monthly updates, themed challenges, and holiday puzzles, there's always one more level, and the adventure never gets old. This is my pandemic must-play. So the next time you need a break from the news cycle, or run out of shows to binge-watch, download Best Fiends free. You might find yourself wondering how you ever found time for a dull moment before. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already. It's hours of fun at your fingertips and can even be played offline. 
This game has 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews for a reason. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Welcome back to Murder Minute. In November of 1958, 39-year-old Thomas Pendergast was driving back to his home in El Cajon, California, when he spotted a lanky teenage boy hitchhiking along the San Diego freeway. Thomas was a deeply religious man and a good Samaritan, so he pulled over and offered the young man a ride. The boy said that his name was Charles Harrison, that he was 16 years old and that he was homeless. Thomas saw himself in the young man. In his wilder days, he had once served time in a reform school for car theft. He and his wife had taken an interest in helping wayward youths before. So Thomas felt that it was his duty to, quote, help save the boy's soul. He invited Charles to come stay with him and his family for a while just until he could find a job and support himself. Charles accepted and moved in with Thomas Pendergast, his wife, 37-year-old Lois Pendergast, and their four children, 9-year-old David, 6-year-old Thomas Jr., 4-year-old Diane, and 2-year-old Alan. Six weeks later, on Friday, December 12, 1958, Thomas Pendergast returned home from work to find the 16-year-old waiting outside, holding a gun and a suitcase. Charles pointed the gun at Thomas and told him to drive him towards San Diego. As they approached the edge of town, Charles ordered Thomas to pull over at a service station to use the restroom and switch clothing. Thomas grabbed the revolver and wrestled the gun out of the boy's hands. Charles ran, leaving his suitcase behind. Instead of pursuing him, Thomas got back into his car and rushed back to his house. When he went inside, he found the body of his wife Lois in the hallway. She had been shot twice once in the head and once in the chest. In various rooms throughout the house, he found his children, their throats slashed and his older two boys disemboweled. David's body lay in the garage. It looked as though he had tried to run away. While Thomas Pendergast was at work, 16-year-old Charles Harrison had murdered his entire family. Thomas ran out of his house, screaming. Neighbors looked in horror as he rolled on his front lawn, crying out, He's killed my wife and babies. The next day, Thomas Pendergast was confined to a psychiatric ward. Authorities feared that he might attempt suicide. Thomas would soon learn 
that the teenager's name wasn't Charles Harrison at all. His real name was Carl Alfred Eder, and he was a runaway from Rochester, New York. Authorities soon learned that the boy had been using a fake ID that he purchased in Tijuana, Mexico. A manhunt ensued, and Carl's picture was circulated. Then, a few days later, on Monday, December 15, 1958, an off-duty police officer was just 12 miles away at Mission Beach when he spotted Carl walking along the boardwalk. With the help of a lifeguard, he arrested him. Carl surrendered himself without putting up much of a fight. I'm glad I'm captured, he said. I am happy to get somewhere where it's warm and to get food. He had been living for the past three days in a deserted ballroom, he said. I did it because Diane was screaming, he told police. She wouldn't stop screaming. That started the whole thing. According to Carl, he then went to the bedroom and threw the four-year-old girl on the floor, cutting her head. Lois rushed to the bedroom and took the little girl to the bathroom. She told him to call the doctor. Instead, Carl went to the garage, grabbed a gun, and shot Lois in the hallway. He then went to the bathroom and cut Diane and Alan's throats with a hunting knife. When Thomas Jr. and David got home from school, he cut their throats as well and disemboweled them. Carl said that he then packed the knife and his clothes in a suitcase and waited for Thomas to return home from work. When police tracked down Carl's family and informed them of what had transpired, his father said that he never wanted to see his son again. Carl's grandmother Martha said, quote, The only thing I wish is that they hadn't found him alive. 16-year-old Carl Alfred Eder was charged with five counts of murder. Why did you do it? Thomas asked Carl during the trial. They were all I had in the world. Carl didn't respond. He was given two life sentences and sent to prison. Sixteen years later, 32-year-old Carl was serving his time in the California Correctional Institute in Tehachapi when, in November of 1974, while doing farm work unsupervised outside of the prison walls, he ran. Evidently, he'd been planning the escape, because he left a note behind that read, quote, I've done enough time, and I'm leaving. 
Carl Eder was last seen two years later in Napa County. In 1989, Carl Eder was featured on America's Most Wanted and remains a fugitive. He has been linked to the Venceremos Brigade and the Symbionese Liberation Army. If alive, he would now be in his 70s. Carl Eder is a white male with blue eyes, six foot two inches tall, weighing between 165 and 175 pounds. Police describe him as having sunken eyes and hollow cheekbones. They say that he has scars on his left hand and his abdomen, and that he may still have several moles on his cheeks and one under his left eye. He may be working as a lab technician. He is skilled with knives and woodwork and is very good at making cabinets. If you or someone you know has any information regarding the whereabouts of Carl Alfred Eder, please contact the Cold Homicide Unit of the El Cajon Police Department by calling 619-441-5530. This has been Murder Minute. For true crime anytime, download the Murder Minute app or follow us on Instagram at Murder Minute.